your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16 verses 21 is where we'll be reading tonight. And uh, so tonight's message, you know, I want to help you understand that your words, your words, there's power behind your words. Uh, your words reflect whose interests you truly serve. Your words are an indication who you serve. It's either you're you know, serving God or you're serving the devil or yourself. So this message is going to make you aware that there's a war being waged between Satan and God for control over your mouth. Control over your mouth and what it says. So Matthew chapter 16, verses 21, and it reads this. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say hold on. hold on. All right, we'll hold on until Jesus comes back. <laughs> All right, too late now. <laughs> Amen. So I'm praying tonight, you know, that this message would encourage us to be mindful of our words, to be mindful to say, you know what, uh, this is the will of God, and it's linked with our words and what we speak. So I want to preach a message, Lord, over your lips, Lord, over your lips. So Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, it says this, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Verse 22, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh, wow. Peter, you're rebuking Jesus. Listen to what he says. Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Oh, wow. What a, what a rebuke. Peter, you think rebuking Jesus, oh, you got to rebuke back. Poor, poor guy. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Let's pray. God, I pray tonight, let us be mindful of our words, Lord God, that the enemy tries to come in and to steal uh, your will and your purpose away from us, God. Teach us tonight from your word in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So number one, let's consider... When you disagree with God, you invite the devil into the conversation. Think about that. When you disagree with God and His Word, you now invite the devil into the conversation. In this passage of Scripture, in our text, Peter does not like what Jesus says about his own suffering. Peter's like, man, no, I don't want this to happen to you, Lord. Don't do this, Lord. We're going to go there and get killed. I don't want that. It's like... and. Jesus rebukes him and says, get behind me, Satan. I mean, here it is. How would you like it, right? You know, you come to me and I'm, you know, I'm saying, okay, look, we're going to do this outreach. Pastor Bobby, I say to you, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> what do you think? It's like Peter's getting rebuked, man, by Jesus. It's like, whoa, what's going on? You, you read this, it's like, Jesus, are you, you okay? Did you have some weed fix today? It's like, you know, what's going on? It's like... What, what are we looking at? And so in our text, it, it looks like this, that, you know what, Peter is beginning to agree with what the devil is saying. And disagree with Christ is to side with the devil. I want you to understand that to disagree with Christ is to agree and invite the devil into your situation. And now both God and Satan, listen very carefully, are vying, they're battling, they're wrestling together control over our mouths because they both know God and the devil know there's power in our words amen there's power in the tongue Proverbs 18 verse 21 says death and life 
are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If God said it in His Word, we've got to believe it. Come on. If God said it in His Word, we've got to say, listen, Lord, uh, it's Your will to be done. Let's follow through. Come on. If, is He the Lord of your lips or is the devil Lord of your lips? Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter how, you know, what hard it is that life can get. But sometimes following Christ is going to be difficult. Amen. Sometimes following Jesus Christ involves sacrifice. Sometimes following Jesus involves a cross, not a couch. Woo! Most people like a cruisy, cruise control Christianity. Let's just put it on cruise control. Let's just see what God does. But it's like, man, oh, it's comfy, it's comfortable. But yet Jesus says, deny yourself and follow me. Whoa. Jesus says, you know what, carry your cross daily. It's like, whoa, man, Jesus, I thought you were meek and mild, Lord. I thought you were like, you know, peace and roses. I don't know where the roses come from. I thought, you know, he's like, everything's good. But listen, is he the Lord over our lips that, you know, we decide to say, yes, God, I'll do your will. Or is the devil the Lord of your lips to say, listen, Lord God, no, no, we don't want to go through suffering. Lord, no, 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 we don't want to do your will. Lord, no, 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 listen, maybe that's, that's a bit too hard. And I want us to hear this stern rebuke, maybe in the Holy Spirit to say, hey, check yourself, bro. Hey, check yourself, sis. What, what's going on here? This is the word of God we're talking about. A wife went to the store. Listen to this, bought an expensive dress. She came home and said to her husband, honey, how do I look? He looked at the dress and immediately said, how much did it cost? She told him the price, and as you might expect, he hit the roof. As it was far beyond what he felt the dress should actually cost. How could you spend that much money on one dress? Well, I put it on, and the devil told me how good I looked in it. The man became very annoyed. He became very annoyed and said, well, why don't you give the devil one of those get behind these Satan lines? And she said, well, actually, I did tell the devil to get behind me. And he went back there and told me that I looked good back there, too. <laughs> I'm saying that to say this, you know, the devil is a smooth talker. Come on. The devil will try and tell you things that you want to hear. The devil will try and say to things in your life to say, hey, listen, it's okay. Why don't you just do your will? Why don't you just do your thing? It looks good from back here. And the devil knows how to smooth talk you out of your faith. Come on, somebody. If we fail to make Jesus Lord of our lips, the devil will find clever ways to convince us otherwise. And make us not to agree with what God has said. Amen. Jensen Franklin said this, and I quote, Don't give the devil permission to poison your atmosphere. Take control of your thoughts and your mouth. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. I mean, every thought that, you know what, comes, rises against the word. Right, that's the devil. The devil wants to bring division from his word to make believers to say, listen, it's okay to be, uh, you know what, a half-half Christian, 50-50. The devil will tell you, hey, listen, you know what, it's okay to be, you know what, half in the world and half in the church. The devil will bring all these arguments and the Bible tells us, listen, we need to bring those thoughts into captivity. We need to bring them to a surrendered obedience to the word of God through his word, through Christ Jesus. And we need to be the church. We need to be the believers that say, listen, devil, get behind me, Satan. 
1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, amen, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. I mean, if God is not the author of confusion, well, obviously it's the devil bringing confusion in your mind, bringing confusion into your soul. And he's trying to get you to speak, not God's will, but your own will. And whenever your discussion disagrees with what God says, it's not just you talking, it's the devil using you to have his way. John 8 verse 44, listen to this. You belong to your father. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, listen to this, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. That's an NIV translation. But did you catch that? It's his native language. This is who he is. This is his language. He speaks lies. I mean, we've got people here from different cultures, backgrounds. You speak pidgin, Chinese, Samoan. And you know what? That's your language. And the devil's language is lies. And you got to understand, God is not the author of confusion, but the devil comes in and begins to penetrate your thoughts, penetrate your mind with lies. And God's will is this way, but the devil's trying to get you to go another route and get you to go the long way around. Spend years, 40 years in the wilderness. for, And then here it is where God is trying to tell, rebuke Peter saying, hey, get behind me, Satan. He was speaking to a spirit that says, listen, stop trying to do your own will. Stop trying to do what pleases yourself. Do the will of God. And we need to come against the devil. I mean, we need to rise up, man, against the enemy. It's time for Christians and believers to have some spiritual backbone. Come on, it's time to, man, I was like, come on. The devil's been lying day in, day out, day in. And we're like listening to it. It's like, oh, yeah, speak to me. Oh, yeah, I'm bad. I, man, I failed. The devil's like having a field day of your mind. Come on, it's time to rise up and tell the devil, get behind me, Satan. The next time you step out in faith and you want to pray for someone, the enemy will whisper and say, no, you know what? You ain't going to heal him. But listen, you need to remind the devil by his stripes, I am healed. Jehovah Rapha, my healer, get behind me, Satan. The next time the devil says you will never change, remind the devil, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Come on, the old things have passed away. Oh, come on. All things become new. The next time the devil tells you don't tithe, the next time the devil tells you don't give, come on, you got to remind the devil, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Tell the devil God loves a cheerful giver and you drop your offering in that basket and say, get behind me, Satan. That's God's will. That's God's purpose to do his word, to do his will. Is he the Lord of your lips? Secondly, let's talk about, and I'm, fi- I'm fine, I'm, I'm closing. <laughs> Second point is this, is Jesus your master or your mascot? Oh, come on. I'm, I'm about to preach tonight. <laughs> is Jesus Christ your master or is he your mascot? You just bring out the mascot whenever you want him. Oh, it's time. Everyone's, yeah, hallelujah, praise. Bring out the mascot. Bring out Jesus. Oh, yeah, everything's going good. Come on, bring out Jesus. And we just bring out Jesus whenever we need him. We just bring out Jesus and then we just put him away in the grandstand. Oh, yep, that's it, God. I mean, is he your master? 
Because if he's your master, that it means we got to be these bond servants, these slaves. Amen. Britney Spears sang a song, I'm a slave for you. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> Seriously speaking, I mean, the Bible talks about this. Many of his disciples, including Paul, James, Jude, referred to themselves as bond servants. Slaves in shackles. I mean, you don't hear that much, do you? Getting preached. Why don't you be a slave for God? Why don't you be a slave? Uh, you know what? And I'm telling you, if we don't understand this, all we're doing is just allowing the devil to have full uh, control and authority in our lives. But when we understand, Jesus, you're our master. You're not just a mascot and I just call you whenever I want to. You're the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of my lips. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to agree with your word. I'm going to believe what it says. And just as Peter suffered rebuke from Jesus for disagreeing with what Jesus clearly wanted to do, which was to suffer at the hands of men, many of us, listen tonight, deserve a similar rebuke for speaking out ideas, plans, and thoughts that are contrary with the will of God. We declare our slaves to Christ for two hours when we spend in church, but during the week, our conversations dishonor Him. Our declared plans for the future to serve our own earthly interests instead of His. What I'm saying is this, we have not surrendered our whole selves to Christ as master. He's just merely a mascot to you. Is He your master? Is He your mascot? A young private in the army had just been invited to be his best friend, to be in his best friend's wedding. And he needed permission to go to the event. So he approaches his commanding officer, says, Sir, listen, there's a wedding on Saturday. And I wondered if I could get your permission to attend. The commander checks the training's calendar before saying, Yeah, you can go to the wedding. Just be back by 1900 hours, 7 p.m. The young private shifts his feet uncomfortably before saying, uh, well, sir, I don't think you understand. Uh, I, I know you want me to be back by 1900 hours, but I'm in the wedding, so that will never work. The commander pushes his glasses up to the length of his nose and without missing a beat says, private, I don't think you understand. You're in the army and I tell you what will and what won't work. Oh. <laughs> Well, don't you think that's a bit harsh, Pastor? Don't you think that's a bit full on? We're not in the army. <laughs> uh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier. Of Jesus Christ, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Wow, I mean, come on. Have you ever heard that being preached? Don't get entangled with the affairs of this life. He's saying, man, come on, you got to be a soldier. Are you going to be in the army rank of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Where, you know what, where his will and his purpose says, listen, uh, will you be willing to go to Afghanistan? Will you be willing to go out to Beanley streets and tree preach and be obedient? Or will you decide to say, listen, I've, I've got to do my own will. We're in the army of the Lord where the enemy is coming in and he's, he's killing people. He's, he's, you know what, bringing people, causing them to commit suicide. And where's the church? The church is yet caught up in two minds trying to figure out what to do. My will, my plans, my desires, my everything. And yet Jesus is looking out and says, where's my army? Where's the army, man? He's only just a mascot to some people. 
Yeah, he's only just a mascot to some people. Jesus, I need you, Lord. I, I'm just struggling right now. I need, I need a job. Oh, God, I got myself in some trouble. I'll bring out the mascot. Oh, Jesus, look, I'm struggling right now financially. I can't really. But yet you haven't been giving in financial. You haven't been listening to his word to give in, in tithes and offering. And, and say, oh, God, I need you to bless me, Lord Jesus. Is he just a mascot to you? Or is he your master? Is he the Lord of your lips? You know, when we declare Jesus as Lord, we're giving him total and unconditional authority of, over every aspect of our lives. We have the freedom to ask for things and the freedom to make plans. But he has the authority to make whatever changes he thinks are best along the way. Will you be willing to alter your plans for the will of God? Come on, you think about that tonight. Will you be willing to alter your plan, your career, your purpose? For the will of God. That's hard. Yes, it is. But I'm telling you, God will reward you. God will begin to open up the heavens when he sees such acts of obedience. I mean, Jesus marveled at the faith of so many people. And I'm like I preached today, are we pleasing God? Are we really, truly desiring to say, God, are you pleased with my life? Everything that I do, are you pleased with my life? And we ought to say, you know what? We ought to make some plans. We ought to do that. But we must be willing to say, God, whenever you call, God, whenever you say fit, I'll follow. I'll do your will. If Christ is Lord over all, he is Lord over your lips. And granting him total control over what comes out of your mouth is part of the deal as well. Service to Christ is a lifelong, full-time arrangement. Not just a Sunday and Wednesday night experience. It's every day. Amen. I close with this poem. I'm not a poem guy, but I like this one. <laughs> Listen to this. You call me master, but obey me not. You call me light, but see me not. You call me the way, but follow me not. You call me wise, but seek me not. You call me faithful, but trust me not. You call me mighty, but fear me not. You call me provider, but ask me not. So I, if I condemn you, blame me not. Amen. Is he the master or is he just a mascot? Amen. Lord, over your lips. Let's bow our heads tonight in a word of prayer. Simple message tonight. Just to, you know, convict you. <laughs> just to convict us again. Because this is the Bible. This is the word of God. And we ought to be men and women that say, you know what, Jesus even when it's difficult and it seems like persecution and it seems like we're going to suffer, I'll do your will over my own desires. Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense for me for you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Are you mindful of the things of God or are you mindful of your own things? We need to check our hearts and remind ourselves, God, am I really doing your will? Am I really pleasing you? Am I really obeying your voice? Or am I just simply doing my own will? And when we begin to side with our own voices, we're actually taking sides with the devil and allowing us to be removed from the will of God for our lives. So tonight, I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here in this place and you know your heart's not right with God. The Bible tells us that it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. And the Bible talks about heaven and hell and Jesus spoke more about hell than he did speak about heaven. In fact, he spoke about it so frequently 
He spoke about it in such detail. A place of outer darkness. A place of gnashing and weeping. Where the fire is not quenched and the worm does not die. He speaks about hell so much. Hell created for the devil and his angels. And so I ask you again, where will you spend eternity? Heaven or hell? Jesus Christ came to die so that we don't have to spend eternity in hell. He came to die for you and I so that we can be forgiven of our sins that deserve us to go to hell. He came to pay for our sins so we can go to heaven. He gave us an out. He gave you and I an escape. But you're here tonight and you know, man, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm guilty. I, I need to... I deserve to go to hell. Listen, tonight's your night. You can make heaven your home by simply praying a prayer, accepting Jesus in your life and letting Him be the Lord of your life. And it's not just a one-night decision. It's an ongoing decision. you got to be a disciple to follow Christ. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be a disciple? Are you willing to lay down your life and accept Jesus? Are you willing to say, God, tonight I want you to be master of my life? If that's you, you're willing to do so, I want you to do one thing. You raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I want to be forgiven. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. If that's you, raise your hand unashamedly all across this place. No one's looking around. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. If that's you, you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not saved. If I was to die tonight, I know I wouldn't go to heaven. If that's you, raise your hand and say, yes, pray for me, Pastor. That's me. Backslider, if that's you. Why don't you come home tonight, raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Lift your hand, backslide all across this place. No one's looking around. This is just between you and God. We're not asking you to sign anything. We're not asking you to join the church. This is just between you and Him, eternity. Again, final call. You're here, you're not saved. Raise your hand with mine and say, yep, that's me. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you a future and a hope and eternal life. If that's you, raise your hand. Amen. Church, these altars are open. If God has spoken to you tonight, maybe uh, things in this message that have uh, struck a chord in your heart, why don't we come and find a place to pray and say, yep, Lord, forgive me. I've made you a mascot. You should be my master. Come on, we need to come back to the cross tonight. Let's do some business and, and uh, you know what, ask God to deal with our hearts. Maybe there's certain things that maybe hasn't been mentioned in the message, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to some people tonight about doing God's will and not your own will. There's people here tonight that you know if you were to quit some things that it's going to suffer. You're going to suffer quite greatly. I want to encourage you, do God's will even though it involves suffering. Will you make that decision? It's hard, Pastor. Listen, Christianity is about obeying God's will, not our own. God tonight, Lord God, I pray as people are obedient to your voice, as lives are obedient to your call, God, to sacrificially live their lives, God, in obedience, God, in full surrender to you. God, that you be the Lord of our lives, a uh, Lord of our lips, that we speak your word, that we believe your word, and we live according to your word, God. Lord, I pray, let us not only be hearers, but doers of your word. 
God, it's so easy to get comfortable. It's so easy, Lord God, to allow other people to be involved and we take the back seat. God, I pray, let us not be a church that raise up bench warmer disciples, but church that have a spiritual backbone, God, that would rise up against the devil to say, get behind me, Satan. God, I pray, raise up men and women in this place to have a fighting and a warring spirit. Not allow the devil to condemn us. Not allow the enemy to come in our minds and begin to play with our heads. God, I pray, raise up men and women in this place, Lord God, who are disciples that decide, Lord God, to live according to your word and speak your word, God, that you are Lord over our lips, Lord Jesus. So take control again. Take the reins again, Lord. Jesus, have your way, God. Have your way, Lord. Oh, bless your name. Bless your name, Jesus. Oh, worthy, worthy is your name. Worthy is your name.